1: Welcome to Show Studios Fashion Radio, the podcast video series exploring the remarkable relationship between fashion and music. Every week, we'll be joined by fashion's biggest names and the talent of tomorrow as they share their ten life-defining tunes and the stories behind them. I'm your host DJ Fat Tony, and today I'm joined by an expert on couture coifs. After all, he's dreamed up hairstyles for the biggest names in fashion, including Maison Margiela, Jean-Bergerotier, and Tom Brown, just to name a few. A long-time Show Studio contributor, he's even dabbled in the digital. Creating looks for Nick Knight's NFT project, Icon One. A master with the shears is none other than Eugene Suleiman. Hey, welcome to Fashion Radio on Show Studio. I'm DJ Fat Tony. And today we're joined by an incredible, incredible, (laughs) incredible, incredible, (laughs) incredible, incredible, damn incredible (laughs) do you want. Eugene Solomon Suleiman. Solomon, Suleiman.
2: you ever come up? Suleiman. Do people ever pronounce it wrong? All the time.
1: Right. So, hairdressing. You know, you're one of the, like, I always think with hairdressers and music and fashion, they're kind of always the unsung heroes. Do you get know what I mean? I kind of think, you know, there's three aspects to a fashion show that are really important, right? Yeah. I think, obviously, the collection. Yeah. Then it's the music, because the music needs to go with the collection. Absolutely. And then it's hair. Yes. It's hair. Hair can sell a show. When you're doing a look, it's all about the hair, right? Yeah. And uh, do you find that there's uh I know back in the back in the early days when when we when the shows were on and there was always like a a rivalry between hairdressers. Do you still yeah, get yeah. that? Uh
2: I don't feel I don't feel it as much as I used to feel it. And I think um I think now, I think, uh, I guess, I can only talk about it personally. Yeah, but like I'm far more grateful that I actually have got some work, right, than ra- <laughs> uh, and keeping that work rather than trying to kind of like extend myself to the point where I'm fucking greedy, mm. you know, and I'm clamoring for everything and I'm really hungry. Now, uh, for me, I just really want to do the best job that I can possibly do for designers, literally. And I don't spread myself thin anymore. In fact, I I knock a lot of shows out of the, out of the park because I tend to work with people that want me to collaborate uh-huh. with them as opposed to do Doing a ponytail, yeah. or something slipped back. You
1: know? So, so you're part of the collection, is it basically? So yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I think that when you do get to any point of, in any career where you spread yourself so thin, you become desperate. You dilute. There's yourself, a real di- desperation in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not being. You can't really. Like concentrate on one area or or, or one thing. So you're you're giving everything twenty percent. Yeah, and you're not being 100. true to yourself,
2: are you? Oh. I mean, if you kind of uh, if if you love your job and you love what you're huh? doing, why would you not want to do it amazingly well? or to to the best? end of
1: story. How long have you been doing this now? Fuck. Uh,
2: nineteen. I think about nineteen ninety two. I think. Who was the first show you did? Who who did you work with first? The first show was Lee. Yeah, of course. It was uh, done in uh, the Paradise Garage in Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, and I collaborated because back in those days there really wasn't any rivalry because it was so long ago. I used to uh, work a lot with another hairdresser, a Scottish hairdresser called Colin Roy.
1: Yeah, I know Colin, yeah. It was a yeah.
2: bigger hairdresser than I was at the time. Yeah, right? and bless uh, God bless him. Yeah, it was great. And we just used to just do hair and enjoy doing it. Yeah. You know, and he was uh, a mate and we kind of, we were very supportive. And those were the days when I guess there were a lot fewer magazines, you know, like magazines like Vogue would not never even look at me because, you know, like I'm, yeah. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm from a council estate and, uh, and you know, I, I guess I didn't fit into what a the mould a hairdresser should fit into really you just said it
1: actually already I don't need to ask you do do you still love what you do yes of
2: course I do do you still
1: get excited
2: I get excited about it yeah that's why you're still doing it yeah yeah for sure
1: no, it's like for me, I I love my job so much. I love music, so and I love making people dance. And I make love making people happy. To so me, for me, it's the ultimate job because I thrive off of energy. Yeah, and, and
2: you please people, right? You make yeah, people totally. happy. Yeah, totally. People
1: walk away yeah. from it, and and they give
2: you happiness back, right? It's hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, it's
1: a two way street. If it's blocked in any way, it doesn't flow and that's it doesn't right. work. And it's the same with hairdressing, it's the Same with any craft, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what did you do this season? Anything?
2: This season, I I just did one show to start with uh, because I have two really kind of like big shows that uh, actually I did Margella. What am I talking about? <laughs> which was, oh, which you, oh was hang like on. I did Margella. Only Margella. Incredible. 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 Well, best, that's, right? like, that's, like, that's like a week and a half of work.
1: Mm. But let's talk about John G, yeah? Yes. I mean, the, the excellence of can John we, G. Can we stop
2: ourselves talking about him? Well, you oh, know what? We? we could
1: be here all day talking about him we because, could. It, you know, for me, it's the ultimate. You mentioned Lee. Lee was Lee, was, Lee, was, Lee and John. Right? On that level. Yeah. yeah. But for me, the, the, out of anyone in this um, world right now, J-G. John J-G. It's it always Johnny is. G. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't get a better designer. And more articulate designer. You know, it's not even about. I mean, he's not. A, 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 he's an artist in 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 so many
2: levels. He's an artist. He's a designer. He is a historian. Mm. He's a lover of life, uh, and he's just like this sponge, isn't he? He mm. just soaks everything up, and when he rinses that sponge, you just never know what's going to come out of it, do you? Like I never know. I've been working with him for like ten years now, and uh, he's 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 an absolute joy, and he's so open. Yeah, he, he really is, and I'm, I'm always surprised uh, and excited every time I go to work with him. I mean, because y- I feel like yeah. I'm at home. When you kind of feel that way, you do put a lot of pressure on yourself, right? To even stretch your boundaries and you have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable because you know when you're uncomfortable you you're actually doing something that hasn't been done before, and that's like so exciting. Isn't but you it? it's know, the
1: incredible. thing is, as I always say, you know, nothing good comes from comfort oh, ever. No, never. If you're comfortable, you can't become complacent. You become lazy. You become sluggish. It, nothing is there. There is nothing great that comes from being comfortable ever. No, no. You know, we, we, it, it, you become, it, becomes, it turns you into a slob, and it's not just about laying lazing around mm. just everything that you do is slobbish whereas when you're uncomfortable you're, you're always I said this the other day when I was interviewing Karen Elson I was like you know that uncomfortableness is what keeps us going keeps us Motivates thriving us, doesn't 100%
2: it. you know when you work with someone like John like I constantly feel right he's he he's not there ticking off mm. boxes right he's 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 driven by his imagination, his dreams, his emotions. Uh, that's what I. That's what yeah. I feel when when I, you know, when I, when I see John and when I work with John, I don't feel right that he's like ticking this box off. Like, oh, I need to make a camel coat, or I need to do this. Yeah. I need to oh, do everyone's that. everyone's wearing pink this season. Everyone's no, no. wearing pink. Oh, we went to we went to the you know fabric fair and like there's this new technology. None of that. I mean, he was doing like. Uh, like, black light fabrics, like, a year before Prada did and stuff like of that, is yours. always so fucking ahead. Mm, always like, has ahead. been. Always has right? been. You know, and from that very incredible. first
1: gardener's collection
2: yeah. at St.
1: Martin's, all of that stuff's just mind-blowingly, it's like, it's numbingly beautiful. You just look back on it and you just think, there's not been one moment well, in, been, within his career... Well, he's been crap. Never. Never. He's never done the crap ever. The collection, ever. Ever, no. Wherever he, he be at Dior or wherever he be at John, it, It's always just been John G and, and you it's know... major. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But the good thing about him is what this podcast is about as well. It's the fact that he... Knows that music complements his fashion and has always been about the music for him for the shows. Right, let's get into your first question. Oh, God. Right, which is (laughs) your track from your childhood that influenced your personal style and taste, right? I quite like this one. What's your
2: answer? Go on. School's Out by Alice Cooper. Why? I remember when uh, i just started secondary school. As a child, right, I was sent to school at a very early age, like a, a, a year before I was meant to because I was hyperactive and yeah. my IQ test was off the charts. And I just remember uh, being the youngest kid in the class, right, and the teacher sitting me in the back of the class and giving me a, a set of coloring pencils, and said, "There you go, you can do some drawings and i From that moment on, right, and I can distinctively remember that day mm. i I rebelled, and I fucking hated school and I hated authority, and I absolutely hated mediocrity and people that I felt were boring. Or average. Uh, I I absolutely hated it. And I remember literally, like, about a week later, I was watching Top of the Pops, right? And uh, is it still on Top of the Pops? No, it's not. Oh, what a shame. Total shame. And I just remember listening to, you know, and seeing this geezer with, like, makeup on that was, like, dripping off his face with with a fucking boa constrictor around him uh, just singing this song, which... Blew my mind, right? Mm. Because I connected with that straight away. Okay, um,
1: track number two, a film that's really important for you. Soundtrack from a film?
2: Uh, that's Midnight Express, the film, and the track is A Chase. And for me, I guess it was probably the first time I heard electronic music. Mm. Right, and I uh, obviously uh, from my previous one, I associated associated music with guitars, drums. Yeah, but uh, well, it was
1: all you know that post post disco era. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was all about the band, and suddenly along comes uh, this thing a, and, a synthesizer. That changed the world and it changed dance music, it changed pop music, it changed popular you know, culture. You know what
2: music. I loved about it, what I loved about it was the fact that it was made by obviously it was a machine that made it, but it was that track for me was like so charged and fast-paced. I really felt like I was on a journey. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh and I began to think of music in a very different way. I stopped thinking about music as if it was um you know, like a a verse and a chorus and a guitar solo and a this and a that. You know, I stopped thinking about it that way. And when I heard that, the soundtrack just travelled and I felt like I was on a journey and it built and built and built. And it was very repetitive, but I became quite... um, it, it felt quite hypnotic for me.
1: Okay, so the difference between before what you were doing before and what you did yeah. then with that track is you were listening to music before and then suddenly you felt music. You just described a feeling. Yeah, yeah. And that's what music is. It's yeah. a feeling. And when we discover that music is a feeling, it, it's a whole different Opens world. Up another. It really does. Close.
2: yeah, Because yeah.
1: before, we can sit and listen to something and go, oh, yeah, it's happy enough for... It. Not taking it in right. It's background noise. It's like white noise. Yeah, but you're in the but car, aren't right, you? As soon yeah. as you're you're you are you are you are in this thing, and it, and it, suddenly your heart beats racing.
2: Yeah, where's it going? It's I don't amazing. know where. It, it's I don't know where incredible it's going. Feeling. It's an amazing feeling.
1: What about the film, like Midnight Express?
2: Well, I'm half Turkish. Yeah, right. So, uh, so for me, it was quite it was quite interesting. I I just thought it was quite an amazing mm. film. Uh, it was totally brutal.
1: Which takes us to what do you listen to day to day?
2: Do you know what? I, I'm, I'm really quite open to listening to anything because obviously I like to discover music and I like to, you know, be inspired by music. I, I've got to say, I mean, when, whenever I do a show, right, the, one of the first things or the second thing I want to I know about is the music. Because uh, for me, uh, music is almost more important than the hair. Because what it does is it puts me in a in a zone. Uh, it vibrations of music change how I feel. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. You know, I'm quite sensitive in that in that in that way, and, and I can visualise a look. When I hear music, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not one of these hairdressers that will be on the internet and I'll be uh, researching, you know, like 1960s, blah blah blah, or some famous actress or mm-hmm. a tribe somewhere. I'm not I'm not that person. I'm strictly a vibe person, and I'm I'm literally I'm I'm pretty much open to listening to all forms of music. I mean, I can you know I can listen to Beethoven, yeah. right? I can listen to Katy Perry. i literally but punk that... rock metal drum and bass hip hop like everything. We're more than one thing, aren't we? Of we're course like, we are. we're complicated people and, how... and certain things work for how we're feeling at the moment or if you want to change how we feel we'll listen to something that's like uplifting. You know, if I feel like shit, I'll I'll put on some Brazilian funk. It... Because you know it works. Oh, mate, it drives you me crazy. You know it's going to take it's you there, hot. right? It's sexy, it's dirty, it's great. But that's the connection with it music. Me. It's called yeah, yeah. music.
1: You know, you, when you, as soon as we start categorising things and putting them into genres and and giving them labels, and, you know, you meet people and they go, oh, I'm only into drum and bass. How, you, how can you only be into bollocks, one genre of yeah, music? It's absolute bollocks, it makes yeah. no sense. None. Do you get what I mean? Because you don't understand what you're listening to.
2: Do you? Are you the same person every moment of the day? Of course you're <laughs> not. Hell no! I wish I was sometimes, Four, but me
1: and my fourteen thousand personalities.
2: It's all right. It's called character.
1: You know that. Okay, what do you listen to when you are working? It's always a good question for hairdressers, <sighs> especially.
2: Mm. I'm an old punk rocker. Obviously, <laughs> uh, I had quite um quite an unusual youth. My mum married a Turkish man, like in the late fifties. My aunt married uh, uh an african american wow okay in like 1956 yeah. uh he was he 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 was a soldier and he worked on an american air base in harrow and they met the dream and they dream oh. so uh my upbringing has been very uh i've had quite a cultured upbringing mm-hmm. right my mum's yeah. irish my dad's turkish okay, there's so a lot going on there. fire yeah. right uh you know african american Irish fire, you know. So I've grown up with that, and I grew up uh, in 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 a multicultural society. My family was not multicultural. What, what
1: music was being played at home?
2: Uh, my my mum, she loved uh, Jim Reeves. <laughs>
1: Same as my dad. Uh, <laughs> Same as Jim Reeves, Royal, certain. Mm. You know, and my dad my was dad like my Reeves. dad was
2: like strictly Elvis, Frank Sinatra, and uh, a really famous. Turkish drag queen who was a singer called Zeki Moren. I'm gonna Google that one when I go. Oh, get you'll love, that. you'll, live, you'll live, you'll live. She was like the Turkish uh, liberati, but extra. Oh, amazing! You'll love, you'll love all the airbrush pictures. You'll, amazing, you'll, 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 you'll incredible. Love it so, so I kind of grew up with that, and my my uncle used to bring a lot of American comics over, like Marvel comics, uh, DC comics. Horror comics. So I was, as a child, I was always interested in horror, dinosaurs, <laughs> sci-fi. I, you know, I literally lived in this—I I don't know—this this this bubble inside my head. Uh, and when you know punk came out, I kind of went even further afield, right? And I discovered bands like you know, like the Cramps, mm-hmm. the Misfits, that kind of took other elements and put them into punk. Yeah. Right? And the misfits for me are probably the one of the ultimate new wave or punk bands, apart from Wire, who are amazing. <laughs> right? <clears throat> uh, uh, for, for me, image-wise, they killed it. Music was amazing. Uh I loved the graphics and the t-shirts, everything, everything about them I loved. So, for me, uh, I'm always, I always play the Misfits. I've played the Misfits for over 40 years. I still love them. Do you ever let your
1: assistants choose? Do you ever get to the point in the studio where you let them choose?
2: All the the time. I love my assistants to play music because I really like to, I really like to let people be themselves and I'm interested in what they're interested in.
1: What <laughs> song best represents the sound of your studio? Uh, the
2: Nine okay, by Bad Company. It's uh, just like, I, I think for me, it's probably one of my favourite drum and bass tracks and uh, I always find it like a real palate cleanser. Like I like to just bang it on and just get a shock to my system and just clear everything out. Do you way.
1: think drum and bass is quite, do you find it quite punk?
2: It is. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I think it's really. Uh, well, I don't, do you know what? I, I don't even know whether I would call punk music. You oh, it's, know, it's, 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 a, it's a way attitude, of life, it, yeah, isn't yeah, of it? it? It's is. a way of life, and it, it obviously comes from the streets. Yeah, uh, and and uh, an anger, and and and, emo- and it's and it's emotional, and it's really driven. So for me like I mean I don't really see that much difference between drum and bass and 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 punk I had the exact uh, same conversation Or even hip hop
1: with Martin Rose same Martin thing. Rose we had the same conversation it's
2: the same thing shit you know it comes from the same place 100%. different cultures maybe but the same place the, but the same cultures emotion. aren't
1: important in that it, it, no, it, no, no. when you look at it that way cuz it, it what it does and what it encapsulates yeah, yeah. Is, is a totally different thing it's oh, yeah. a way of, it's 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 uh an attitude and yeah, it's got yeah. the attitude so I mean that I, I love
2: this I love I love with it like the the throbbing bass and it just like slows down and, and 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 then the drop comes in and you're just like oh. and you know it's coming but when it comes, you still love it. I, You know? I amazing. love is when
1: people say to me, uh, I, oh my God, you're listening to this? I wouldn't have thought you were into this because I'm a DJ and I play house music. You should
2: music. be listening to everything.
1: I am into music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into music. There's certain two-step tracks, dub track. I grew up on reggae. I grew up on Jim Riggs. I grew up on all different genres mm. of music. It's music. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, you know, there's... A, it, it, yeah. so, Anything that
2: has the ability to get me here... So for you, right, what would you... What would you categorise? How would you how would you categorise good music when you listen to music, Tony?
1: Uh, when I listen to music, uh,
2: uh, what, what does what, anything what that you...
1: anything that makes my hair stand on end? I can listen to certain tracks from three bars in, and my hairs will stand on end. Right. It's that energy that comes through me. The bassline it has to have a really good bass line. I love vocals as well. I'm a real vocal. Anything with emotion, right. but you know what? Beethoven has emotion. It doesn't have to have vocals. It it it's how it's layered. There are many facets to music. It just mm-hmm. changes everything for me. Yeah, yeah. It can make me, I can be somewhere. There's certain you know I I do this uh, one job a week that I do, which is a uh, we run a a Saturday afternoon thing called Full Fat, and right. at that I play. Certain tracks every week, the same, you know, and I for me as a DJ that's quite boring to do because it's there's no, I'm just playing like a jukebox. Sure, but that's what's expected of that brunch. But there's certain tracks at that point that, that I will play, and it will bring tears to my eyes every week, every time I put Amazing. it on. I, I will start to cry and I have to turn around away from the audience because it has that it has that power and that ability to transform me mm-hmm. to it and take me to that place. Mm-hmm. they needed to take me to. Yeah, oh, yeah. And and you know, and I kind of. Some weeks I think oh, I can't believe I'm still fucking crying over this. Do you know, oh, is, Angie is, Stone. That is, I wish I didn't miss you. That yeah, yeah. just like Beautiful. takes me. I'm just like because they all have they all have memories attached to them.
2: I mean, I mean, one of one of my favorites is. Uh, is Unchained Melody by the I'm, Righteous Brothers. Oh, and incredible. I like, I bawl my fucking eyes out. Incredible. And I've, I've heard that for years and I just go, oh, fuck. I, I, for me, I mean, it should be on there and it isn't, you know, but that for me just makes me go like, you know, like literally or you'll never walk alone. <laughs> I mean, because it, it's, the, it's the heart, it's the It's the passion. And you when you hear music like that, you believe that they believe, right? And you're you're there with them.
1: Okay. The most important song you've heard from a catwalk show, which is my favourite question.
2: Right. This for me, uh, it's quite an it's a great choice, an unusual one because uh, uh, I I just think that this song kind of just puts you into this kind of other space when you hear it. Like you you you're, you're your feet are not on the ground. Mm. You're you're literally you're just floating around this clean kind of uh, heaven. What is it called? Go on, say it. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Such a genius. It's such track. an amazing track. Uh, and and I just whenever I hear it, I just feel like cleansed, and that mm. I'm almost not even human. I'm just floating somewhere, and I don't know why I feel that, but. That for me is uh, is 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 one of my favourite Catwalk songs. I, I know it probably isn't something that's traditional, and it was played at a show uh, with a designer that uh, I worked or I used to work with called Tom Brown, mm-hmm. and, and I was just like, I was not expecting that because normally he has like really kind of like tricky kind of electronic yeah. music that's mixed with something, and, and and that for me was just wow. You know, I mean...
1: You know, it's one of those things that you, 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 you describe
2: with that feeling. You? You're in tune with it. You're in tune with the track. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's certain elements to that, that, that that's in tune with your body. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? There's like sadness to it. There's optimism. There's, there's everything. You what know? was the
1: collection like that went with it?
2: Uh, Tom Brown (laughs) it was cool. it was wool and grey with really unusual it was it was actually beautiful because we kind of um, we we did this hair and and I kind of they said we want you to do uh, we're we're really into the idea of the girls looking like Marie Antoinette and I was like oh fuck like this is this is is, is Julien's territory right this is not my territory right and I can't copy him because he's a He's a god, as mm-hmm. far well, as I'm concerned. Yeah, you, you know, and I was like, I can't plagiarise him. What, what, what the, what the, f- can I do? And I did it, <laughs> but you know, it was like towering, towering braids yeah. that went up and big matted rolls and clumps of hair, and it was, it was really, it was really beautiful because the girls had this really high head of hair but there were bits that were floating so they almost felt like they were in water which is kind of when i heard that, that track. soundtrack mm. you you were kind of being supported by the environment yeah and uh that's that's being carried of, right yeah yeah like lifted uh so that was that was what the the show looked like and the hair looked like and it was a really beautiful moment i i thought
1: Mm. And I love the fact that you chose that track. When I looked at your list and I saw that, I thought, "Oh, I love that." Because a lot of people don't know about that. And if you if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what "Merry Christmas, for Lawrence" is, you should do. Just go out, do yourself a favor and treat yourself to it. You know, it's a, it's an incredible film, and the soundtrack's even better. Right, best music video in terms of fashion. Love your answer
2: to this one. Do you uh, yeah. uh, obviously for me "Ashes to Ashes," Bowie or? I didn't put it on there, but it was it, it, uh, when I was a kid. I, th- I thought it was one of the most incredible videos. Was uh, "Boys Keep Swinging" by David Bowie, mm-hmm. and it was on uh, the Kenny Everett Show. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. No, I remember Everett. Kenny Everett Show. Of course. It was it was that where Bowie was uh, at the latter stage of the video he was in drag, and he played all these Hollywood actresses. I, I just thought that that was uh, that was really inspiring uh, and incredible. Obviously, because I'm 60 now, right, and I grew up uh, as a punk and, you know, we all went off and punk evolved and it evolved into, like, the new romantics. Yeah. And I love the fact that Bowie had got his children in his video because we all are Bowie's children, aren't we? It was amazing,
1: wasn't it, the fact that you had Judith Franklin, you had Steve Strange, you had all of these people in ashes to ashes, all dressed like... From the Blitz. I mean, come on. Yeah, Even mean, the story that goes with that video. It's amazing, right? It's just so incredible. The fact that he went to the Blitz and chose who he wanted to be in the video. It's yeah. like, you know, it was really like just testa- a testament of those times, you know, and supportive. And it was such an incredible thing. Amazing, I mean, right? Bowie pops up so much within this podcast so much and it's really weird you know more so at the moment than ever I mean I was talking to Tracy Emin about him on Saturday morning and Tracy and him were really good friends for many years and Tracy posted something and I was like wow and she was like oh I really miss him so I had this whole like 45 minute conversation with her with Tracy about Bowie and she has this photographic memory of everything so she will tell you the ins and outs of what they were wearing it's just incredible it's it's, it's she's one of the most interesting people I've ever met in my life and just I I just really enjoy talking to her because there's like a real uh, there's no ego or there's no there's it's just really calm and really beautiful and it's like really real and that's what I love about her and you know it's like talking, without sounding like uh, derogatory in any way, it's like talking to a really wise grandmother about stuff. <laughs> but, you know, she's the same age as me. I'm probably older than that. Yeah, yeah. But you got you know what I mean? There's this wiseness to her. And she was talking all about David at the weekend, and I was just, like, blown away by it. And I just love the fact that, so far, I think 90% of people that have been on this podcast, which is about you then, uh, have all said exactly the same about Bowie. You know, the influence that he's had on their lives,
2: I think I, I I just I just think um, with with Bowie, I love the fact that he was constantly changing. But it, I don't know if you've noticed, but all all of his characters kind of melted into one, mm. right? So you really felt that he he kind of like started off somewhere, but he was still staying true to who he was. Mm. But there were there were levels to his characters or his personality. Did you like Black Star the last album? I thought that was amazing. Mm. He knew, didn't he? He knew. Yeah, where he was yeah. Going I at. mean, it's you know, uh, kind of painful, but but yeah, it's amazing. My favorite Bowie album's Low.
1: Okay. Or that's Station a, to Station. Station to Station, I love as well. Yeah, yeah. Low, Lowe's the first time I've heard anyone say that, that, that that's their favorite album on this podcast. Well, Brian I Eno's mean, a bloody people, genius. But um, you know, as well. who Karen Elston was on here the other night? She she uh, she hers was uh, what did she choose? Uh, Life on Mars, All right? You know, great track, yeah, great yeah. video yeah, as yeah. well. I
2: mean, yeah, yeah.
1: It's Bowie. I mean, yeah, come yeah. on, it's going to be great, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's. I mean, you had a couple of moments in the eighties that were not so great. Who didn't?
1: <laughs> 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 Hello. This as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the eighties the nineties, two thousand. We all had a few of those moments. That, yeah, they you weren't right? documented.
2: Oh, they were. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find out. Worry. Right, a song from a musician you wish to work to have worked with. Well, you know, for for me it would be uh Beethoven. Amazing choice. Symphony number no. five. Uh, I I think that's probably one of the first uh punk tunes ever when I when I listen to it. Because if I think about when it was when it was written and when it was played. I can't imagine what the audience would have thought mm. when they would have heard that. Yeah, because it's really hard.
1: <laughs> and also, you've got down here, Brian. You know Bowie again and the glam period. You're a bit of a glam rocker, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I think. I think. Uh, I, I think with my with my age. Uh, How old are you now? I'm sixty. Oh, okay, amazing. Yeah, so I. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that I, I think that period of my life was probably when my eyes opened, really, in terms of uh, music uh, and image. And mm. I saw the two working together. There was a connection there for me. Personally, I'm definitely not normal, and I don't want to be, and I never, ever want to be, and yeah. I'd rather kill myself if I was fucking normal. Uh, not interested in that at all, Um uh, and I want my life to be uh, my own personal journey and I don't particularly want to fit in. I, mm. You know, I, I love people and I like people and, and I, I like it when people are nice to me and they're appreciative. But, you know, if they're not, I'm not really that bothered yeah. about it. You Fuck know? off. <laughs> yeah, kind, yeah, yeah, kind, kind of. I mean, you know, I, I think, I think it's like, I think we live in this day, right, when we, we, we constantly become uh, a parody of ourselves, right? We're like, oh, we're too aware of ourselves. This is, this is how we we should be liked. Uh, I need to behave this way, and and I think, you know, what's for you won't pass you. And I think it's better to be loved and hated, than. In between, because I, I think a friend of everyone is a friend is an enemy to themselves. For I, sure. I
1: agree with you one hundred percent. You know, on
2: uh, and, and 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 I don't mind, you know, being who I am. And it's nice if people like what I do and they like me. Of course, it is. But at the end of the day, I realise that that's that's not a reality, and I'm quite happy about that. You know, because it eliminates things from your life.
1: That segues us to a really good, to the final question, which is what a track represents your life and how you feel about it right now.
2: Well, if I'm being really honest with you, it reminds me of a very, very special love that's not with me anymore. Okay. Um, Which I still miss. Uh, uh, You know, and um, a few days ago, I'm sure you went to Vivian's memorial. No,
1: I actually was going to go to Viv's, but I had to go to a hospital appointment. At same, exactly the same time as the as the I, memorial. I
2: mean, I mean, I mean I literally when that when um, Nick Cave performed mm-hmm. that, I couldn't think of a more beautiful uh, mm-hmm. song to be played at a funeral. Um, I, I, I just thought it was just like just just so beautiful. And, and, and right it felt mm. it felt really right uh, you know and and I guess you know this song is a song that uh just triggers me, yeah, and i I think you do get certain songs like that that uh that trigger you, and they probably don't take you to the best place that you really want to be in, but at the end of the day that's not what life's about, is it uh and uh yeah, I mean, it's just probably my favourite ever love song. We Apart love Nick, cave. Yeah, we love do. Nick
1: and we love Susie. We I do. mean, they're we just do. incredible. And, you know, he's popped up so many times on, this, on throughout every time we get a different guest, and, and Nick pops up a lot. And I, I just think that's testament to who he is because it's not only our generation that are talking about Nick. Absolutely. It's the younger generation. Yeah, he crosses yeah. over on so many levels.
2: Well,. Love transcends all boundaries, doesn't it? All oh, boundaries. Oh, it Hopefully. really does. You know that. Hopefully, you know, and yeah. you know, and and I think, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to uh, the 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 honesty in his in his songs. However, it's probably not the same experiences, but everyone I'm sure has had some experience that.
1: Of course, because you know, it's that yeah. trauma that, you know, we when we relate music to trauma and we, it, 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 we listen to that track, mm. we know where that track's going to take us. Yeah, yeah. Like I explained with yeah, yeah. I Wish I Didn't Miss You Too Much, those tracks that it's always going to take us to that point. Oh, yeah. And that's that's a really magical thing. That okay. that music has that, yeah, and, yeah. and you know, there's certain things that remind me of certain people that are no longer with us, yeah, yeah. and they're magical moments. Yeah, and that yeah. track is a magical moment. And what you described there with that with Into My Arms is just like
2: or euthanasia. I mean, that's like that's another one. That's but but I specifically uh, kind of wanted to choose that for my love for Vivian and yeah, bless uh, heart. being. You know, being the age that I've been, and you know, like her, probably being my very first fashion experience, right? From seditionaries, right? and I never knew it was a fashion experience. Mm. You know, so she, I guess, would be the perf would would be the piece of glue. Yeah, I, I mean, in, in this equation, right?
1: I was gutted that I didn't go to the funeral, to the memorial, because the funeral was a few weeks ago, but the memorial, I was gutted because. You know, uh, I grew up with Joe. Joe, me and Joe, has son was right. in, yeah. in class together at school.
2: <laughs> he didn't go rogue. I was really quite impressed. No, with him. he's done good, didn't he? He did really good. He's in a
1: bad way, bless him. But you know, well, he, you know, but who isn't? Who no, when you know, we lose I someone mean, we love, and that absolutely you know, that's what we do. And you know, um so I was gutted that I couldn't go to it. But you know, I had
2: I it was beautiful. It was, be- it was do you know, what it was really. It was just a very beautiful experience, uh, side, uh, and it was, you, you yeah. know, it was, it was. Uh, great that everyone had the opportunity to say goodbye.
1: And you know she hated memorials, right?
2: Vivian well, is, is, you know, so, there was, wasn't thing. a lot she loved, actually. And it's
1: such a Vivian thing as well. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. yeah, but, you know,
2: but that's why we, that's why we love her, right?
1: Exactly, right, you and know? always
2: will. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, that brings us to the end of your questions, man. What an amazing insight into your world. Thank Seriously. you. Seriously. I love the fact that you're still a punk rocker.
2: Oh, it's too late for me. I love it. Too late.
1: You like me. Thanks so much for Thank you, to Tony. Me. It's I been a pleasure. Amazing. Thank you.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing.